My name is Gareth Rafferty, and this is my podcast. Last week, we took a deeper dive into my my beginning of my life and how I got to where I am now in regards to family and how I how I fit into that family of siblings. I also spoke about being ready to move on to Derby and that I was a bit nervous and a bit apprehensive about moving. And I also spoke about logo design because that's something that I am continuing to work on recently. Another thing that I spoke about last week on last week's podcast was about having sleepless nights and how that was impacting me and how I was very unsure about why I was having sleepless nights. I started my Instagram last week and that was and still is going really well. And finally, I started the 5am challenge. My name is Gareth Rafferty and this is my Building from the Bottom podcast. Jumping straight in, chapter 14, Monday the 10th of September. Exactly one week until, pretty much until the weekdays of Freshers being here. Well, less than a week until Freshers arrive. And so my initial thing I wrote down was becoming viral. Becoming viral on social media. Earlier on this week, I put out posts on social media asking people if they could have one post go viral, would they would they be happy for a post of theirs to go viral and would they want a post of theirs to go viral? And nine times out of 10 people said they would. And it made me really question because it really questions their reasons for being on social media. And the reason I say this is I'm not on social media to get likes or follows or comments. It's great if I get a comment and someone replies saying that it's really impacted them. However, it's not my main priority of being on social media. And so with that little information, it was quite interesting. And I've seen a lot everywhere recently about social media releasing endorphins in more sort of the younger generation than the older generation and it makes them feel happy every time that their phone goes ping um, or whatever your noise is on your mobile or laptop or tablet or any other smart device that you're using at the time 
And so if this noise makes you happy, when you go viral, I wonder whether the happiness would increase or whether it would get to a certain amount of pings one after another and then it would turn to anger because you'll get annoyed of the constant pings. I'm really not sure. And it was something I was thinking about, about the people that have one post that goes viral. So they might have 500 people on a Twitter account, but then they send out a post and they get 20,000 people liking it just one occasional post out of the rest of their posts. And the thing that I've been researching recently is how do these people get that many likes, comments and whatever when they only have a small following in comparison. And what I found out is usually a person will comment and tag a famous figure um, or a person that has a, a, quite a large following and if that if that person with the large following then decides to go on to like the post or even comment it then makes that post blow up more than it would if they didn't because of their massive reach um, a lot of people that have a lot of viewers and a lot of followers on Twitter and other social media and other social media platforms um, whatever time you post there is always going to be someone online that will like it in the first minute of you putting up a post and so if if this if the the larger person was to comment or like at quite an optimal time, then I believe that all of the people that are following them and their journey would then want to be part of what they're doing and so would like and comment. And then it has a snowball effect because it just gets bigger and bigger. And so I find it really interesting when people said that they would like to be viral um, and get a viral post because um, it would be really interesting. And the thing that I would find interesting the most about getting a viral post would be to look at the ana analytics behind it and to figure out why a post would go viral. But that's just me. Moving on to my next point. When guests are filmed it will be held in one episode. And what, by, and what I mean by this is I had a meeting um, on Tuesday this week with the Vice-Chancellor of the University and we had a chat for 45 minutes to an hour and luckily on the day she allowed me to voice record it all. And she also gave me permission to put it on my podcast, which means that I had to think about how I'm going to share this. And I had two options that I found. I could either 
make this one podcast and embed that into it and take out quite a lot of the content from the meeting or I could make that its own unique podcast and so whenever I have a meeting now I'm going to put it as 14.1 for example um, which then means that anything with a point in it so if I have three meetings in the next week and all of them I'm allowed to record and they allow me to upload to my podcast I would have 14.1, 14.2, 14.3, etc. And so that is what I'm going to be doing moving forward because I want you guys to hear some of the things that you may not see through social media or through just listening to this podcast. And it allows you to be behind the scenes in some of the meetings I'm in and some of the things I'm doing that I might not necessarily mention, you will get to hear more about which is nice for you guys, especially if you're thinking about doing similar things to me as in starting a business and you want to grow personally because it means that you can now um, see how I've done things and some of the things that I've got involved in. Um, and it might give you guys some inspiration to get involved with similar things. On Monday, I was in what I claimed as a hella positive mood because I was extremely positive and it was really, really exciting because I felt really um, driven and really motivated and inspired and just work, 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 work. And the majority of the week it has been this way. I've been really driven and motivated to work and progress. Um, and that is the reason I came back to Derby a week early was to get on with things, work on my business and hit it really, really hard before going back to uni where I will have generally less time to focus on the business. Um, it was strange being back um, on Monday, but I have got used to it. Um, it was strange being in a different location to last year. Um, it was strange being around different people um, because I had a flatmate move in the same day as me. Um, so that was strange, but it, it's enjoyable and I like a bit of change. I think it, it helps to make you humble and keep you grounded because you especially in the first few days of being in a new location, it allows you to think back to all of the different locations you've been to and think about how you got to where you are and it kind of makes you think a little bit more. I had a meeting with... Um, her name is Charlie. She's the, the vice president of the Students' Union. Um in a particular area. I can't remember the specific area that she's working in, but she's the vice president of the students union in my university. And I'm trying to set up a content creator event similar to a LinkedIn local. However, I want there to be professionals 
um, that are hitting it hard on social media, big or small, a mix of both, hopefully, um, to talk about different social media in front of students, aiming to tell students and prove to students that building a personal brand is important. Um, you can build a business online with relatively low costs and also doing a workshop on things like LinkedIn to help them build their LinkedIn profile and become a bit more employable. And so those are like my two to three aims that I want to get out of this event. And a guy named Brian Shulman, who lives in America, I'm in the UK. Um, I was on a call with him this week and I will talk about that a little bit later on about that phone call. Just to build up a bit of tension. <laughs> okay, moving on to Tuesday, the 11th of September. University changes your life. This came from somebody telling me that being at university had changed their life. And it's strange because at the moment, at this moment in time, there's a lot of people that are on social media, um, whether that's Instagram, whether that's Snapchat, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever platform, um, doing videos talking about how bad the education system is. Um, and even more so how university is a con and how university as a whole, um, there's a lot of pressure on going to university, but actually in the grand scheme of things, is your degree really needed? And in the majority of cases, people would say no. However, a degree itself may not come as value. However, all of the things that you are learning along the way from your lecturers, professors, from your classmates, from friends you make from societies um, and different events that you go to, that is probably more valuable than your course. And so when somebody said to me that university changes their life, they weren't necessarily speaking about their course. And so that made me really interested in why they thought that. And it made me think about my personal experiences over the past year at university, because over the past year, I have progressed a lot, a lot more than I expected to. And some of that is to university. Some of that is my own self-motivation and my own drive. Um, and so listening to this person say to me that university changes their life, I find it really, really interesting. And it kind of goes against what most people are saying on social media at the moment about universities um, and the general school education. And so, yeah, that that just really struck a nerve in my head and I thought I'd talk about it on this podcast today. Meeting with Kath Mitchell. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about the meeting. Um, but I'm not going to tell you everything because there's going to be a, a podcast coming out purely 
with her so you can hear it yourselves. But she's the vice chancellor of the university, really amazing woman, really loves to invest in the students and make the students get what's best for them. And whilst I was waiting for her because she ran slightly late because of lots and lots of traffic on that day. Um, while I was waiting, there was a book on the, on the table in the waiting room. And it just said innovation in bold letters. And I just found it quite interesting to think that a word like innovation, that all huge companies are using especially huge tech companies at this moment in time, such as Apple, um, Dell, Android, Samsung, etc. Huge companies, especially tech companies, use the word innovation a lot in their marketing. And so thinking that a book can be called innovation and you can learn innovation from a book is very somewhat strange because if you look at companies like apple with their iphones and their macbooks they always talk about innovation and how they're constantly improving the digital technologies that we're that, that we're using on a day-to-day -day basis um and they are bringing out new products etc but it was really amazing to me that when you see apple and you see an apple advert um, or a launch to a product of apples it's it seems very high quality and high class and like out of this world ideas and they're using terms like innovation and yet you can read about innovation and learn how to have innovative ideas and so because most people wouldn't go out of their time to read about innovation that's probably why Apple does so well. Because if people aren't reading about creativity and innovation and creative ideas, how would people know how to come up with them? And after reading The Creative Curve and finishing that book this week, it really made me think about creativity. Because in The Creative Curve, it talks about creative ideas not just being a spark in your head and a light bulb for a fraction of a second but being more of a continual hard-working process and so thinking about innovation and how Apple always portrays its ideas as innovative every company that is alive and big has took a lot of hard work so does that mean that every company is innovative and even more so let's look at students doing their GCSEs and A-levels they put a lot of hard work into their GCSEs and A-levels because they think that there's a copious amount of effort that needs to go into this that is a huge and expanding amount and so the people that are doing these exams at 16 or 18 years of age does that mean they're innovative too because they're working hard they, ha they have ideas on how to remember the laws of psychology. 
at just 18 years of age or even 16 years of age. So maybe when Apple in its adverts talk about innovation, is it really that far from the general human being? I mean, huge business owners, people look at them and think, wow, they're on a whole new level. They have unique sets of skills and qualities. But innovation and creative ideas can come from anyone. And so that's something for you guys to think about over the next week. If you see an advert for a tech company talking about innovation, it's not as far from home as you think, especially if there's a product launch at a company. Apple are very good and use the word innovation a lot in their product launches. And so maybe go and check one of them out on YouTube and see how many times he says innovation. And everyone's like, wow, every time that he says it. But actually, it's not that far from home. And people see it and think, wow. But everyone can be innovative. And I genuinely believe anyone can be innovative. It's just another word for creative and coming up with new ideas. But instead of saying creative and new ideas, you just put it in one word. And so that's something to think about. Moving on swiftly. Do you ever have those nights when you go to sleep? That's not the end of the sentence. You go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you feel like you've had absolutely no sleep. You may have dreamed or not dreamed, but when you wake up, you feel just as tired as you did when you went to sleep. On this day, Tuesday the 11th of September, 2018, I woke up feeling like I had no sleep. Even though I should have had at least six hours. And so I found that quite strange how some days we can have six hours of sleep and feel like we've had none. And other days we could have four hours of sleep and feel like we've had the world of sleep. And I find that quite interesting because it's really, really strange. And when talking about dreams and sleeping and the sleep state and all of those unique terms, I can get really embedded in the topic and get really engrossed. And so we will move it on from there. Um, talking about back to innovation point, is anything really a new trend? After speaking to some people in the older generation, they were talking about trends such as men having long hair, like a quiff, mine's fairly long, um, such as skinny jeans, such as women's clots, which for if there's any males listening and don't know what that is, they're quite wide fitted tra trousers and at the bottom they're like probably about five times your ankle. They're really, really, really wide. And 
So at the moment, I would say that clots are in trend. And realistically, it's not a brand new trend like the, the younger generation would see it as. It's a recurring trend that has recurred, um, but hasn't been here for about 30 years. That's a guess. I'm guessing it's about 30 years. Um, I think it was the 80s, 70s, 60s, that type of time in which people wore clots. I'm not too sure, but you get the idea. They're recurring trends. And so when people talk about new trends, it's not really a new trend. The majority of the time it's recurring. However, if we do have new ideas, then obviously it is it would then become a new trend so smartwatches was a new trend when they came out a few years ago etc earlier on i spoke about a meeting with a guy named brian shulman and he agreed to be at my content creators event as long as he can get his expenses paid for in regards to travel expenses and so that would be amazing because it means he will travel from America. He's been on LinkedIn for 14 years, which is how long LinkedIn has been running. He's not only just been on the platform, but he's been creating content consistently on that platform for 14 years. And I'm 19. So he's been doing that since I was five years old. How crazy. And as soon as LinkedIn pulled out LinkedIn video, he got challenged to go on that too. And so he's hitting the game hard. And just to know that he's here to support me and that he's agreed to come along on my podcast, it's quite an amazing thing, especially to know that I've only been on LinkedIn about five months now. And the fact that he's agreed to come along, I find quite amazing. And it, it just shows the type of person that he is because if, well, I can guarantee that the average person wouldn't travel just for a content creator event at um, a university in the UK. So that's, it proves that he's quite an amazing person and he's willing to go out of his way to help people. And it's great. I really People that are honestly willing to go out of their way to help people, especially traveling from America for an event at a university. Um, it's a very long journey on a plane. And so it's quite amazing, really, that there's people out there that would do that for people. You don't see a lot of selflessness in the world anymore. And so that's just a really nice act of kindness. I had another meeting on that day, on Wednesday, straight after Brian's meeting. It was meant to be a 15 minute meeting. Um, we didn't really set an agenda. We just went into it. and. The person I had a meeting with, her name was Jolene. We ended up speaking for 30 minutes, 
chatting about business and the Wall Street crash in 2008. And we've now booked another meeting for Monday, which is tomorrow. And so to think that we hit it off that well in the first half an hour that we were having another call straight away pretty much is quite amazing and it's great to see that I'm finding very like-minded people to myself and I know that the majority of the people I speak to are older than me but I can learn a lot from them so one piece one piece of advice I would give to you um no matter how old or young you are be open to learning off the people that are willing to give you their time whether that's for a 15 minute meeting or 10 minutes chatting via message, ask questions and be willing to learn. And if they ask you questions, be willing to return the favor. At the moment, it seems like I'm asking everyone a lot of questions. Um, but I do always offer, if they have any questions for me, message me because I'm always open. And so back to the original point. It was amazing to speak to Jolene and I'm sure I will speak to speak about her on my podcast next Sunday to talk about that next meeting that I'm having with her. Moving on to Thursday, the 13th of September, Google's Digital Garage. Um, so this is an online course. I haven't fully completed it yet. I'm still working on it, but it's all through Google and you learn digital skills such as SEO, which is search engine optimization, um, social media marketing, mobile marketing, advertising, um, search engine marketing, website creation, um, expanding your business to international um, international markets. They've pretty much got the majority of marketing and advertising and branding in there. Um, and I'm about halfway through, but I originally went in thinking I wouldn't take away that much and thinking that I knew the majority, but I take that back. There's definitely a lot that I've learned since doing it that I didn't expect to learn. Um, such as places, places to do things. Um, Originally, I knew of Google Analytics, Google AdWords, um, all of those common ones. But then there's also others such as Google My Business, which gets you to show up on local businesses um, social media. If someone types, for example, a plumber near me and they're two streets away, it will come up and then they can select you and Google Maps, etc. Um, you've also got Google's keyword planner, which is another key, another key um, thing to look at. It's all about looking at keywords for when you use search engine optimization and also search engine marketing and advertising on search engines. Um, I also think it works for advertising on social media, um, but social media is a bit different because paid advertisements. Yeah, they're, they're a bit different, but that's just a few. Um, Google 
analytics, AdWords, Google My Business, and Google Keyword Keyword Planner, I think it is. Um, Keyword Planner and Google My Business, I will include down below in the description. Oh, and also I'll include Google's Digital Garage, just so you know where I went to. Um, okay, Thursday, Taekwondo is what I have wrote down, which is quite strange because I literally wrote the word Taekwondo. Usually I try and put a line talking what I'm on about, but I think I know what I'm talking about. Um... So Taekwondo, um, we had a pretty intense session on Thursday. Um, so much so that I injured my wrist because we were doing a bit of practice fighting. If those of you are from martial arts, um, it's also known as sparring, but we were doing like little drills on like kicks and punches. And someone must have either kicked my wrist or... I blocked someone's punch or a kick with my wrist and it messed it up <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, the next day I woke up and it was very, very stiff, but I kept trying to move it and I loosened it out and now it's pretty much okay. But I mean, in a martial art, you can't expect not to get injured. So <laughs> It's kind of how it works. At some point, you're going to get injured, even whether it's a small injury or a large injury. Friday, the 14th um, of September. Rolling emotions. Um, and being able to control your emotions around people and also when you're writing down social media posts, uh, messages to friends, etc., emails to colleagues. Um, this came from a new book that I've started reading, which I started reading on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, um, which is called How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. I'll include that below. Um, that's the book I'm reading at the moment. I'm about three chapters in. And... So that was, it basically told me to control your emotions and think about what you're posting on social media because you don't want to be using negative words um, and writing negative posts because you could, if you're angry and you put up a social media post, um, a lot of the time you can feel the anger through the social media post. So you need to kind of, get used to distancing yourself from anger and hatred, all of the, the negative emotions and focusing on your audience when you post. Um, I don't really know how else to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Friday, I had a pretty busy day. I had taekwondo on the evening. Um, I helped my girlfriend move into her flat because she moved in, in halls. Um, and I did some 
Google Digital Garage, and I had a flatmate moving as well. Um, so I had quite a lot of bits and bobs going on. But over the past week, the one thing I have felt is really productive, which I love. Um, I've been working up till late, but I enjoy it. I enjoy working up to late because I feel like I'm on the path to somewhere other than a nine to five job that's not really going to be taking me anywhere. Um, and I feel like I need to work. I need to work those three hours extra and get up a few hours earlier to make my days more productive because in the long run, it will be worthwhile because I'm in it for the long game. Um, I mean, at the moment, I'm not really earning any money. And so because of that, um, it kind of proves that I'm, I'm in it for the long game. I don't really care about gaining stuff now as long as I've got enough to put food on the table and I buy really, really cheap food. So, um, yeah. Um, moving on to Saturday, I realised that Gary Vaynerchuk, if any of you know him, most of you probably will, also goes by the name Gary V. He talked about flipping things. Um, so I'll, I'll quickly explain this. He talks about buying things from the pound store or dollar store or whatever your currency is and then selling it on for a, a larger price. And... It's been about two weeks now he's been saying that. And now everyone started doing it. But then if you think about it, he's basically talking about eBay. People have been selling clothes, gadgets, um, boxes, furniture, whatever you need um, on eBay for years. But all of a sudden when he talks about it, it's a completely new thing and everybody's doing it. I mean, seriously, has no one heard of eBay? I don't know. I just find it quite funny that how much influence an influencer can have. He's got a few million followers, but I find that really, really silly because of how it's been around and literally shoved in our faces. I mean, I've seen eBay adverts quite a lot. Um, and you can, even, you, you can even sell things on Amazon, I believe. Um, and so I find that really, really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether that was just me that found that quite funny. Um, but the fact that, um, he's basically talking about eBay and yet everyone's running wild now. Like it's a new thing. I don't know. It's quite, <laughs> I just find it a bit strange. Um, so I, I fully realized yesterday um, that it's really crazy because I looked up some statistics when I had 10 minutes free yesterday and I realized I get up two hours earlier than the average person in Britain. It's about two hours and 14 minutes or something like that because I get up at 5 a.m. And so the average person gets up, I think it's something like 2.14 in Britain, that is, in the UK. And so I find it quite strange. Um, 5 a.m. mornings are having a positive impact. I come in for my run. I've kind of got a, a bit of an evening and morning routine now. 
going, which is really cool. Um, and I read, do Spanish, etc. And when I was reading yesterday, um, I learned that you should affirm what's good. So don't talk about the, you don't really need to talk about the, the negative things that are going on. Um, so if you're having an argument, it's not really worth dwelling on that argument and talking about that argument and arguing with that person. Just if, if someone's done something wrong, approach it in a positive way and say, oh, this is great that you're learning as opposed to, oh, you did this wrong. Yeah. Um, oh, I was on, I was on Instagram live on Saturday. No, on, yeah, Saturday. Um, watching watching a live video i'm not going to mention who for reasons which you'll soon find out um but this person was talking um on instagram live sitting in the car and they started crying and that was really, really emotional because of the reason this person was talking, the reason this person was crying and it was all about family and how much kids mean to this person, that their current kids mean to them. And it was really, really quite heartfelt. And I supported this person um, during their hard time because I spoke to them several times, but it was crazy because it was all of a sudden they were crying. Wow. It was really emotional. Moving on. Um, how is it? Um, actually, I'll, I'll reword it. So on my run, I see these people every day. Um, but then when it comes to weekends, I don't see them on my, on my, it's about half five while I'm running. So, um, half five quarter to six run. Um, I see people every day, the same two people that walk, but then on weekends I don't see them. So I, I wonder, um, where they're working and, um, whether they're coming back from work or going to work. And I always wonder what other people are doing whilst I'm running around. If I see, if I see someone walking through the street, um, I wonder, I wonder what's going on, where they're traveling to. Because of that time in the morning, um, it's not the type of time that you roam for the streets. 5 a.m. in the morning. It's, it's just not. <laughs> and I mean, I, I find it quite strange. So if I see someone, I, I think I wonder, well, I, I just wonder what, what they're up to. Are they going home? Are they traveling to a friends, are they coming back from work, going to work, etc. Yeah. It's having a good impact. Um, my time's getting quicker, but I'm not focused on time that I'm running. Um, I, I'm, fo I'm more focused on, um, I, I'm more focused on enjoying and focused like enjoying the run, being focused and um, being in my head because I like to focus and get through the grit of running 
but focus on my personal development and some of the things that I want to develop in my life, other things that are going on, how I'm going to um, distance myself or get myself closer to specific things going on in my life. Um, and basically getting myself a bit of headspace because if you're sitting in a room for 12 hours doing some work on a laptop, you need to get away from that room to get the headspace. And so doing that first thing in the morning really helps me to realize why I'm doing things um, and what I'm striving towards. And so it's really nice to do every morning because it keeps me focused. Um, I've also built my strength up in my legs. I can actually see a muscle now as opposed to a week ago when I couldn't, which is <laughs> quite, uh, quite fun. <laughs> um, I thought of an idea. Um, 10 second tips. Something I will hopefully be bringing to LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram stories soon so looking at a tip i can give you guys for social media but i have to do it in 10 seconds because i'm probably going to film on instagram stories which i believe is 10 seconds or it could have gone up to 15 um we'll see but that that time frame um i'm just going to call it 10 second tips and i need to give you guys a tip of advice um which i'm going to start trying to do every day um yeah that's pretty much what it is because i thought if i upload it to instagram no yeah instagram linkedin and twitter people are more likely to watch a 10 second video than they are a 10 minute one and so it's nice to give people tips and giving people tips shows your credibility and so that helps a lot And it provides value and shows that your knowledge um, and shows your knowledge. Competition and how you approach competition is something I want you guys to think about. Competition isn't always bad. Competition can be good. However, I don't, I don't think businesses should make focusing on competition their main priority because if a business focuses on the competition, they are probably going to end up copying them and then end up getting behind the competition more than ahead, which, yeah, don't focus on it too much. Um, if there's any of you guys that are in business or thinking about starting a business, do your analysis, but when you're actually doing the work on the ground, don't really think about competition because um you could end up procrastinating and we don't want that and finally the last point of today social media is not about you it's about the people that are taking in your content something to think about for the week upcoming my name is Gareth Afti this has been building from the bottom chapter 14 I've tried to condense it as much as possible I had a lot of thoughts this week. Um, I hope you have enjoyed it. And I hope to speak to all of you soon. Have an amazing week. I'm out.